0: chapter 11 of a man of honor by george carry eggleston this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 11 mr pagebrook rides in view of the circumstances detailed in the preceding chapter it was quite natural that robert pagebrook should feel some annoyance when he learned from young harrison that his cousin had again fallen into the hands of foggy raves and he did feel annoyance and a good deal of it as he resumed his walk toward the oaks aside from his interest in his cousin robert disliked to be beaten at anything and to find that the gambler had fairly beaten him in his fight for the salvation of ewing was anything but agreeable to him then again his cousin had shown himself miserably weak of moral purpose, and weaknesses were always unpleasant things for Robert Pagebrook to contemplate. He had no sympathy with irresolution of any sort, and no patience with unstable moral knees. He was half angry and wholly grieved, therefore, when he heard of Ewing's violation of his promise. His first impulse was to go before the next grand jury and secure Foggy's indictment for gambling with a minor, but a maturer reflection convinced him that while this would be an agreeable thing to do under the circumstances, it would be an unwise one as well. To expose Ewing was to ruin him hopelessly, Robert felt knowing as he did that reformation in the face of public disgrace requires a good deal more of moral stamina than ewing pagebrook ever had precisely what to do robert did not know he would talk with cousin sudie about the matter and see what she thought was best her judgment he had discovered was particularly good and it might help him to a determination This thinking of cousin Sudie brought back to his mind Phil's hint as to the purpose of Dr. Harrison's visit, and his face burned as the conviction came to him that this man might be cousin Sudie's accepted or acceptable lover. He knew well enough that Harrison called frequently at Shirley, but surely cousin Sudie would have mentioned the man often in conversation if he had been largely in her mind would she though this was a second thought was not her silence on the contrary rather an indication that she did think of the man if she recognized him as a lover would she not certainly avoid all unnecessary mention of his name was not phil likely to be pretty well informed in the case all these things ran rapidly through his perturbed mind but why should he worry himself over a matter that in no way concerned him he was not interested in cousin Sudie except as a friend of course not was not his heart still sore from its suffering at the hands of miss nelly currier no upon the whole he was forced to confess that it was not in truth he had not thought of that young lady for at least a fortnight and now that he did think of her he could not possibly understand how or why he had ever cared for her at all but he was not in love with cousin sudie of that he was certain and yet he could not avoid a feeling of very decided annoyance at the thought suggested by phil's remark he knew young harrison very slightly but he was accustomed to take men's measures pretty promptly and he was not at all satisfied with this one as a suitor for Cousin Sudie. He knew that Foggy was the young physician's pretty constant associate. He knew that Harrison drank at times to excess, and he felt that he was not over scrupulous upon nice points of morality. In short, our young man was in a fair way to work himself into a very pretty indignation, when he met major pagebrook's overseer winger a negotiation immediately ensued ending in an agreement that robert should ride the black colt so long as graybeard's lameness should continue paying winger a moderate hire for the animal the bargain concluded winger dismounted and robert took his place on the colt's back "'borrowing Winger's saddle until his return to Shirley in the evening. "'Horseback exercise is a curious thing, certainly, in some of its effects. "'When Robert was afoot that morning, several things had combined, as we have seen, "'to make him gloomy, despondent, and generally out of sorts. "'Ewing's backsliding had annoyed him, and the possibility or probability of phil's accuracy of information and judgment in the matter of cousin sudie and dr harrison had depressed him sorely when he found himself on the back of this magnificent colt whose delight it was to carry a strong fearless rider he fell immediately into hearty sympathy with the high spirits and bounding pulses of the animal he struck out into a gallop and in an instant felt himself in a far brighter world than that which he had been traversing ten minutes since his spirits rose his hopefulness returned the world became better and the future more promising mr robert pagebrook felt the unreasonable but thoroughly delightful exhilaration to which billy barksdale referred when he said bob is the happiest fellow in the world he gets glad sometimes just because he is alive that was precisely the state of affairs mr robert on this high-mettled horse was superlatively alive and was glad because of it there is more of joy than many people know in the mere act of living but it is only they who have clear consciences springy muscles and perfect health of both mind and body who fully share this joy robert pagebrook had all of these and was astride a perfect horse to boot and that as all horsemen know is an important element in the matter he galloped on toward the oaks leaving his troubles just where he mounted his horse he forgot ewing's apostasy he forgot dr harrison but he remembered cousin Sudie, and that right pleasantly, too. Naturally enough, being on horseback, he projected himself into the future, which is always a bright world when one is galloping toward it. He would heartily enjoy the coming fox chase, particularly on such an animal as that now under him. Then his thoughts pushed themselves still further forward, and he dreamed dreams his full professorship would pay him a salary sufficient to justify him in setting up a little establishment of his own and he should then know what it was to have a home in which there should be love and purity and peace and domestic comfort the woman who was to form the center of all this bliss was vaguely undefined as to identity and other details she existed only in outline in the picture but that outline strikingly resembled the young woman who carried the key basket at shirley an accidental resemblance of course for mr robert pagebrook was positive that he was not in love with cousin sudie end of chapter eleven